Welcome back to Propel, Down and Overy's podcast addressing all things relating to self-driving vehicles. I'm Paul Keller, your host and an intellectual property litigator based in the firm's New York office. I am thrilled to be joined today by the commissioner of the New Jersey Department of Transportation, Ms. Diane Gutierrez-Cassetti. Having served in her current post January 2018, Commissioner Gutierrez-Cassetti is a transportation professional with more than 31 years in the industry and 37 years in government service. As commissioner, she oversaw the largest capital program in the department's history with $1.23 billion in construction contracts. She is the recipient of the 2021 American Council of Engineering Companies of New Jersey's Distinguished Service Award and was also the 2021 Woman in Transportation of the Year honoree. Commissioner Gutierrez-Cassetti joins us today to discuss New Jersey's recent announcement of a $5 million grant for the Trenton Mobility and Opportunity Vehicles Equity System, or MOVES project. The grant to the city of Trenton will support the planned startup and eventual deployment of 100 autonomous vehicles that will provide an on-demand automated transit system to serve the 90,000 residents of Trenton. We'll hear about that and more on today's program. Commissioner, all of this is very impressive, and thank you so much for coming on the program. My pleasure. Well, let's start with a 50,000-foot view of your Trenton Moves program. What is it? What goals are you trying to accomplish? And when can we expect to be able to use it? So the Trenton Moves project aims to provide safe, equitable, and affordable and sustainable high-quality mobility through the deployment of 100 autonomous vehicles throughout the state capital area. It's an on-demand automated transit system that will serve 90,000 residents of Trenton and is expected to be expanded to the rest of central Jersey in the future. The goal is really to utilize the development of AV technology and provide equitable mobility to our residents, especially the currently underserved. We hope to have real vehicles on the ground serving real customers in the pilot phase in late 2023 and early 2024. But if you really think about it from the practical view, Paul, what this is about is expanding the universe, the world for people who live in underserved areas where our typical transit or bus service is just not practical for them in terms of being able to get a good job, access additional educational opportunities, better health care, any number of things. I look at it as simply a family who may not have a car who just doesn't have the ability to get to the grocery stores you and I shop at, or maybe not to get to a specialist physician that is located too far from home in a reasonable period of time. Sure, they can get on a transit bus and maybe make two or three connections to get to where they need to go. But what might take you or I 45 minutes to an hour could take them almost all day. And so by trying to bring this transit system down to that micro level, what we're really hoping to do is give all of our residents, all of our those we serve, the ability to share in everything our state has to offer in a reasonable way. Well, I appreciate that overview. The Traditionally on this cast, we've looked at self-driving cars, self-driving vehicles a bit more as a technological advancement of the cities of tomorrow and kind of focusing on that excitement of the tech side of things, as well as the ability to kind of address the fatalities that take place um, every year in this country and elsewhere, and how, how self-driving cars might be able to address that. You've provided some insight in the kind of equity and equality 
um, that's the self-driving technology can bring to reality. I'd like to get to that a little later. I've got a few other questions here, but maybe we can dive into that a little bit more. But I understand, because this announcement that you made was just back in February, and I understand that your office has put out a request for expressions of interest concerning this project. Uh, I think the submissions were due back on February 25th. How, how did that go? Any news to report on? Sure. It went really well. And so that was part of our announcement was that we were doing this expression of interest process. But we've been developing this over the last several months with our partners in the city of Trenton and Princeton University to make certain that we really look to the market to help us define what we need. And so we received enthusiastic and encouraging feedback from all sectors of the industry. That includes AV companies, ride hailing platforms, planning firms, community organizations, and the like. Uh, and we look forward to working with all the different stakeholders of this ambitious project uh, to deliver an optimal solution for the Trenton Moves project in its entirety. So we had over 20 submissions and they're being reviewed now. Um, and hopefully that will give us more insight into the process as we go forward and what it may provide to us. Any insight that you can provide our listeners about those next steps? Well, the next steps really would be for us to look at what the expressions of interest tell us and develop some type of an RFP document, um, some type of a procurement process to bring this project to life. And so we do need to look at project delivery. We're hoping to do this as a P3. Um, that would really be our goal. Um, but we need to look at what the market is telling us it's willing to bear. And that's what we hope to get from the expressions of interest. Got it. Well, that all makes sense. So tell us a little bit about how it's going to work. You've mentioned a few words there that suggest it's an on-demand system and that might allow a passenger to go anywhere within the city of Trenton. Am I hearing that right? Or is it more dedicated route when someone has to wait? And is there any driver, official, not driver, but is there someone on board that we can expect with this system? So... One of the key advantages of the Trenton Moves project is that it is flexible and it is not fixed route. That really is the key. It's going to be high quality on-demand microtransit. Um, so folks will not have to stand out at a bus shelter to wait for the bus that may or may not come or may be delayed. Hopefully it'll be, as we develop it and refine it, much more reliable for them. And certainly, again, uh, allowing them to maximize their time, make better use of their time. So riders will be able to book a ride through an app or at one of 50 transit kiosks throughout the city, get picked up at a nearby kiosk and be dropped off anywhere in the service area. So we do recognize we have to be mindful of the app situation, as I like to call it. Um, not everyone has a smartphone. Not everyone is technologically astute when it comes to these things. So we need to make sure there's another way for them to summon a ride. And so they'll be able to do that within these 50 kiosks. And hopefully, again, as we continue to refine the program, define what is an expected wait time, right? So today, if you go on a ride-sharing app um, and you put in your request, it'll tell you what time you can expect the vehicle to arrive, how far away it is. Sometimes you can watch the little, you know, icon move on your phone. Um, not sure how sophisticated we'll be. I hope we'll be that sophisticated at some point. But it is really meant to give the riders some level of certainty in terms of both time and their expectation of travel time as well. But there will be somebody on board, uh, whether we call them a concierge or an ambassador, and we could never launch a program like this without making sure that there's someone on the vehicle with our passengers, especially in the early years, to make sure it is safe and that it is operating the way we intend it, but also for the purposes of public acceptance. Uh, we need the public to feel comfortable and to feel safe. 
we, the collective we, the city of Trenton has done some preliminary research of their residents and it seems like it's an exciting opportunity for a lot of them. And I'm sure you know today the need for labor is stronger than ever in some of our sectors. And so the ability for some folks to be able to access jobs that pay a wage that may help them improve the quality of their life or pull themselves up out of, you know, a poverty level is incredibly important. And so we got a lot riding, no pun intended. We have a lot riding on this project, I think, from a quality of life um, standpoint. And so we're really looking forward to making it as flexible for our customers as possible. Um, all very impressive. As you talk about the job issue, I could see you discussing that in the context of being able to get people to and from new jobs, but also the, the Moves Project providing jobs out of the box or in the first place. Um, let's talk a little bit more about those impacts that you're hoping to achieve through Moves on jobs and the quality of life. As you mentioned, is there a broader vision that you have for the citizens of Trenton using Moves? When you say broader vision in terms of it going beyond the city of Trenton? Uh, the, the, the impact, the impact that it might have on their, on their lives and on jobs. Well, certainly for me, I think of my own parents, my mom, who, as she aged, really had no business driving. The ability to give our seniors back their freedom, their independence to be able to move about, go to the local grocery store, go to the local pharmacy, go to the post office without feeling as they're a burden to someone, calling someone for a ride or asking them to pick up things from a store. We all want to feel that independence. We all want to have a quality of life that allows us to live our lives out the way we've lived them every day. Um, and I really think from a standpoint of our seniors, it's going to have a very beneficial effect. But also from the standpoint of those who live in our some of our underserved communities, and I'll give you an example. We have a particular housing development. It's the Mayor Donnelly Homes, one of Trenton's public housing sites, and works or studies at Trenton Central High School. If a student is trying to get from Donnelly Homes to the high school, they can hop on a direct Trenton Moves ride instead of having to walk two miles or a bus detour from the city center. So instead of a student having to walk a great distance from their home to a bus shelter, wait for a bus that hopefully appears so they can get to school, you know, it could take them, what, 90 minutes? I don't know that I could measure the time. Weather's a factor. Uh, traffic is a factor. This is meant to alleviate that. It's meant to make it more convenient. You go out, you summon the ride, you get on the ride, you go to school. You don't have these massive distances you have to travel just to get to your ride. But we also think about people who live in the historic Chambersburg neighborhood in South Trenton. They can take an on-demand ride to a grocery store or a doctor's appointment in North Trenton or nearby Ewing without any transfers. So, you know, we talk about a lot about in our business one-seat rides on the train. Well, we're trying to do the same thing here. Just bring this massive transit system that we run in New Jersey statewide down to a level that is easier, more flexible, more available to our communities. And again, I talk a lot about the underserved people who can't get to the big grocery store. They maybe shop in a small bodega, can't get access to the same fruits and vegetables you and I do, or the variety of other groceries that you and I do, giving them that opportunity to benefit from all the same things you and I benefit from every day. Um, and that to me is why it improves quality of life. That to me is for transportation agency, what we should be doing. You know, we talk a lot in transportation about the last great thing DOTs did. And the last big great thing we all did was the interstate system. And it's been phenomenally successful. 
It is the ribbon that binds together our country. You can get on 95 in New Jersey and take it to your family in South Carolina. You can get on 81 and take it to your family in West Virginia. You can get on 66 and head west. You can get on 75 and head to the middle of the country. We create this wonderful access. What we need to create now to become small and create that same access for those who live and work and play and visit in our state to give everybody access to those same wonderful opportunities that those of us who've been successful and who have the benefit of good paying jobs uh, get to do every day. Wonderful policy objectives to be sure. Uh, You mentioned that you're going to have kiosks here and these vehicles will go where the passenger wants them to go. Do you anticipate any particular changes in the infrastructure in Trenton or the environment in which these vehicles will be operating? Are there going to be new roads, new streetlights, other sensors uh, that you envision will be required? I think that we will have to look at that very carefully. I think there will be some technology that has to be deployed so that we can adequately track these vehicles. But that's part of what the grant that we provided the city of Trenton to do. Um, We'll continue to support them at the DOT, but this is really a city-owned project. And so we'll be working with their Department of Public Works to look at the road system. Some of them are our roads, and we'll deal with the state roads ourselves, but also with some of the local roads um, to make sure that, first of all, the roads have capacity to take these vehicles on. I was at a conference um, where we talked about a particular automated vehicle demonstration that some of the DOT secretaries participated in, or they like to call us DOT CEOs, and some of our secretaries and some of us are commissioners. And one of the things they said was problematic to them was they got in this small, you know, six to eight passenger vehicle, which was very successful when it was riding in what was otherwise the shoulder until the shoulder dropped off and they had to merge into what was considered the traditional vehicle lane traffic. And it just didn't go fast enough. And so people behind it were getting frustrated. That to me is the kind of problem that we're gonna have to look at and how do we address it? Because the most important thing that we do here is make sure that these are safe. It's important to get people where they wanna go, but it's really important to be safe. So as we really look at designating routes and looking at the routes for some of the most important or as we learn the most utilized locations, um, we've got to look at that infrastructure and make sure that there's plenty of room, perhaps designated shoulders, not unlike we do with bike lanes, and put the vehicles in a place where we know that they'll be safe. So yes, we will be looking at all of that. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Certainly from that sense, you've spent a lot of time trying to predict and understand what the issues may be um, as you roll out this program and even some risk and benefits of of the project. Have there been any surprises uh, from a legal or technical perspective at this stage that you didn't anticipate when this project got off the ground? Not yet. I'm happy to see the response we got, the number of expressions of interest we received. I think that there is some buzz in the industry that this is going on up here in New Jersey. You know, the only little pushback that it's happening in Trenton and not some of our other big urban cities, urban areas, but importance of Trenton for all of us is we're all located here. Um, It's probably one of our smaller cities. We can control it a little better and we're all here to kind of watch what happens as we roll it out. One of the more interesting things I think we've learned in this is the interest of our senior citizens for this service. When we envisioned it, we certainly envisioned it more for communities that, you know, we have neighborhoods where people share a car, Um, you know, a family and an extended family may share a single vehicle. And we are thinking more along the lines of how it would benefit families like that. But our seniors seem to be 
really excited about the idea that maybe they don't have to own a car and maybe they can't drive right now for whatever the reason might be, that they too will get that mobility and that freedom back that they enjoyed for all the years they drove. So we're really excited to serve uh, many different parts of our customer base. Well, I can hear it. And that's great. Um, that's a lot of development. There's a lot of activity there for a lot of different levels of the community and trend. I'm sure our listeners are beginning to think, so how is this going to affect the taxpayer? Who's going to pay for all this? Do you have some insight into that beyond the $5 million grant, or is that meant to take care of it all? Well, obviously, it's not going to take care of all of it. And that's why we're looking for the market to look at some you know, P3 models for us. This isn't meant to be a burden to the taxpayer. It's meant to actually help in terms of making sure people have good jobs and can support themselves. So there's always the trade-off between building a system like this, almost any transportation system, and then what its long-term benefits are both to all residents and then those who actually use the system. So for us, we hope that we'll be able to find a provider that's willing to look at a public-private partnership and look at how we may offset some of the cost to them, you know, availability payments are what most people think of with P3s, but how we may be able to offset some of the cost to the provider so that any charge that may eventually come to pass on this system can remain very low and very affordable to those taking advantage of it, right? We're not looking to maintain a huge bus fleet. We're looking for, again, what I'll call practically sized electric, hopefully automated vehicles that um, will not have a high cost of operation, um, but will have a huge return on investment on what we do for those in our communities, for those who need service like this. So unfortunately in transportation, ROI is defined a lot differently than it is in other areas of uh, business. So we're looking at the return on investment in the people we move and the cost of moving folks, but we will do our very best to limit, if not eliminate, much of an impact on our taxpayers at all. Understood. Understood. I think I understand that this is the uh, the self-driving vehicle program is the first of its kind in New Jersey. Is that right? First of its kind in New Jersey, yes. Well, I guess first, why Trenton? And maybe you've alluded to some of that given the policy objectives you have, um, but maybe you can elaborate on that. And, and why now? So actually, it was the city of Trenton who came to the DOT to talk to me about you know, whether we'd be supportive. We had an hour on the schedule, but the meeting took five minutes because the answer is absolutely yes. We are interested. <laughs> and, and if not now, when? We have the ability to work with companies that do this kind of work today, maybe not in the AV field, but we think that's the right area for us to be in. Our goal is to create clean transportation as well as convenient transportation. And Trenton, just because, again, we're all located here. I'm located five miles from the Capitol and Princeton University is just down the road and the city of Trenton is the one who came to us. So there's really not an impetus to do it, to start it somewhere else. But uh, I don't know if you're a golfer at all, Paul, but there's a theory in golf called going to school on somebody else's putt. So in a foursome, you usually let your weakest putter go first because you can see the line of the ball as it hits the cup. Well, we're going to let people go to school on what we do here in Trenton. We're going to be the ones to go out with it first here in Trenton. And then as other cities around New Jersey want to implement a program like this, they're going to go to school on what we've done, improve it, make it better, and we're going to be here to support them. Um, so this isn't we're doing it for Trenton and nobody else. We're just starting here. 
And if this is successful and works in other communities, then we have achieved our goal. That's wonderful. Are you modeling this at all after any other cities in any other part of the country or the world? Or have you learned already from others and their experiences that you're bringing here to Trenton? We have looked at some other systems, um, but this is really, you know, really had tremendous support from Princeton University and all the research they've done. And so we're really, really focused with Dr. Alan Kornhauser on his vision in terms of the technology and all he knows about the technology. I mean, he's phenomenally knowledgeable, um, been studying it probably for the last 40 plus years. I don't know that there's anybody more excited than him about seeing this finally launch. And again, it has tremendous equity-related benefits. It has tremendous, what I consider to be quality of life and societal benefits, and just the basic individual benefits that people will get from having a, achieving the freedom that either they once had and would like to get back, or frankly, the reach they never had, and they're going to get to explore a whole new whole new world, a whole new opportunity for them outside of the specific Trenton area as this expands over time. It's fantastic to hear all of that, certainly as a practitioner in the space, to see you know more and more communities uh, look to adopt this technology. It's, it's wildly exciting, although I, I know many concerns remain, but as we get more comfortable with it, um, you know, hopefully the ability to adopt it and realize all of those dreams uh, will come true. Anything else? This has been wildly uh, important, educational. Anything else you'd like our listeners to know about the MOVES program specifically or self-driving technology in New Jersey or U.S. more generally? Anything else you'd like to share? I think, again, for us, Trenton MOVES is a big splash for us, kind of addressing the fact that we're the most congested state in the country. And we need to find different ways to move people, not necessarily in individual cars. So if this can help us get there, um, if this is a reasonable alternative for people to think about, you know, buying a car, especially an older car that isn't environmentally uh, friendly, if it is safer because seniors don't feel the need to be out on the road driving their own car, which is always better, if we're able to move more people in a single trip, this project to me has so many different areas of benefit that hopefully will be a great demonstration to not only other cities in New Jersey, but to those around us. But really at the heart of it is just people. You know, we have the privilege to serve the transportation industry here at New Jersey DOT, and our goal is mobility. Um, you know, we're all called departments of transportation. Someday we may all be called departments of mobility, but it is about moving people and moving goods as safely as possible. And so that's what this program is about. It is about moving people as safely as possible, perhaps in a new way, but in a way we think is going to be both convenient for them and successful for us. And again, just opening up a whole new world to those who may have been constrained by a lack of adequate transportation in the past. I'm thrilled with what you're doing, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Frankly, very excited that we're kind of talking in the early days of this project. We'd be thrilled to visit you again, maybe in a year's time, to see how things are doing. Um, but in the meantime, thank you very much for joining the program, and we do look forward to seeing you back again soon. Well, I appreciate you having me and for your interest in our project, and we would welcome the opportunity to update you in the future. Thank you. Thank you.